And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. And it's a weird show because it's a tell-out Tuesday, which means I have Gorov on the show. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to get into his story. And what you're going to find out about this man is this guy is living what I would consider the American dream. He has come to America. He has done what he has needed to do. He did everything he was told to do. He went to work for a good company. He traded time for money. And then he got to a point in his life in 2016, like the rest of us Americans. And he said, this retirement plan that I'm on, I don't think it's going to work. I think it's filled with potholes. I think it's got problems. And you know what? He was onto something. He realized in 2016 that what he was doing to achieve the American dream was kind of going off the rails, kind of going off the tracks. You know what I'm talking about, right? So what did he do? Well, he decided that he was going to make a change, but he wasn't 100% sure as to what that change would be. So he did some research and he stumbled across real estate and he decided that real estate was the, the path that he should follow. But he had a problem. He didn't know what to do. He had no mentor. He had no education. He didn't have any, any specific guidance. So, you know, he probably read a few books. And beyond that, he found Lifestyles Unlimited. And you know what Lifestyles Unlimited did for him? We gave him the roadmap. We gave him all the components that he was missing. And you know what he did with that? He went investing. Yeah, that's what he did. He went into investing. He decided to invest in multifamily apartments. He skipped single family, went right to multifamily. And unlike most of us, Lifestyles Unlimited members that do multifamily investments, he went out and bought the properties himself and he made them available to guys like me so that I could invest with him and together we could work on our retirement strategies. And you know what happened? In 2021, he achieved retirement. At that point, he achieved, in, in my opinion, the American dream. He had everything in the palm of his hands. And you know what he has today? More. He has more of the American dream. And we're going to get into Gorov's story because I want you guys to understand, I don't care where you come from. I don't care what your background is. I don't care how intelligent you are. I don't care how much you struggle. There is a path for you at Lifestyles Unlimited that will help you achieve retirement in five years or less. Gorov is a shining example of that. So let's let's do this. Let's bring him onto the show. Let's get into his story because I want you to learn from him. There is a ton of knowledge that he has available, and we only have an hour's worth of time to share it with you. So let me do this. Let me get Gorov on the show and say, Gorov, welcome back to the show. It's been a year since I've had you on the show, and man, you've been a busy guy, have you not? I've been trying. Thank you for having me on the show. I mean, I'm, I'm so excited because I'm, I'm looking I'm looking back at everything you've accomplished. And as a, a lead investor, and I guess I got to explain that to the audience, you, you're a guy that goes out and finds multifamily properties that are more expensive than what you can buy on your own. So you bring in other Lifestyles Unlimited members, people like me that have the available money, and we 
partner together and then you do all the heavy lifting and guys like me get part of the results i mean does it feel like i'm using you a little bit i'm just curious no i think i think it's i think i think everybody comes out okay from from a from an opportunity like that you know i think i think everybody makes money everybody gets a return um and uh you know i don't think i, I don't think the the investors are using the the, the leads any more than the leads are using the investors i think it's a nice symbiotic relationship yeah I, I think it's a great symbiotic relationship because i'm i'll be honest with you i'm i'm lazy i'm almost 60 years of age i don't want to get into the heavy lifting of real estate at this part of my life but you're in a different place in your life you don't have a problem with that as a matter of fact it actually excites you does it not it does. Uh, it, right now, it excites me a lot. But um, what excites me more is, uh, since I've achieved financial freedom, I have the time to make those decisions of what comes next. And uh, right now, we've been buying, as you said, a lot of properties. But you know, we are. We are. I, I personally am evaluating what I want to do with my time versus, hey, buy more and accumulate more wealth. How do I use my time to achieve some of the things I want to achieve? So I mean, I'm I'm 45, but I'm I'm happy to be in this position. I didn't expect to be in this position where I can make these decisions about how I want to spend the rest, whatever number of years I want to keep working. What was it like growing up in India? I mean, what what was the economic forces like in that country? I, I grew up in the 80s and the 90s. Uh, India was uh, not a very capitalistic country. It was pretty socialist. You know, there was uh, an alignment going on. Um, we were little, even though we are a democratic country, we were a little less open to foreign investments, a little bit less open to capitalism. The jobs were primarily in the government and some government entities. There was some private sector, but the taxes and the duties were so high, they really couldn't grow much. So the the way my dad was in government service, he worked for the IRS, and uh, you know he taught me that the only path of success is you've got to study and you've got to get a job, and that's the only way you can get some sort of financial well-being. And uh, growing up uh, in a in a in a in a in a very competitive environment with very few resources meant that you had to work really hard for any opportunity, not the good opportunity, for any opportunity. So I was taught early on that if I did not work hard, there wouldn't be a job for me, not a good job, just not a job at all. And um, that's how I was raised. So my whole, my whole focus was do well in school, get good grades, get into college, get good grades, and get a job. So Gorov. What was it like transitioning into America? Did, did you speak English, or did you have to learn it when you got here? Well, the, we uh, in India, we have in, English is spoken in most parts of the world, uh, of, of the country because we have nineteen languages. So it's interesting. We have nineteen different languages in India. Um, when the Britishers came and they 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 um, they ran things in India for two hundred years. English became the common language across many of those different parts of India. Um, it also became part of some of the schools, many of the schools, especially in the cities. Um, so that helped me at least have a working knowledge of, I mean, we, we were taught in English, so I knew English, 
but it was um, you know one was British English and you know there was an Indian accent to it as you well know, but there was the, the language was not as much um, uh, as a shock maybe the accent was because in India we tend to speak a little too fast and uh, sometimes it's harder to understand the American accent for us so. That was probably more of the challenge when it came to language, but but the fact that we knew we, we grew up learning everything in English, speaking English in school, at least that helped us bridge that gap. Oh, that's that's awesome. I mean, because I, I I would see that as is a huge impediment to to my success if I were trying to do what what you accomplished. Uh, because I'm not very good at any second languages. I'm not even really good at my primary language. So I think it's 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 really neat that you were able to transition into our culture and at least come in with the knowledge base of of speaking the language. That must have just been a huge game changer for you. It was definitely helpful. It was, um, uh, and you know, I mean, it's uh, life in the U.S. is uh, you know looking from an outsider's perspective, right? We can look. 20 years being in this country, you can look at the flaws, right? You can look at the flaws if you're born and brought up here. But if you look from an outsider's perspective, U.S. is a much more comfortable place to live, much more safer place to live than most places outside of U.S. Uh, many opportunities. So, uh, and a very welcoming place. So there's a, there's a lot going for the U.S. that sometimes you overlook because you're so busy criticizing ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. We we are hard. We are very hard on ourselves. But you know that's that's part of what freedom is. That's part of what the First Amendment's about. And right. I'm a big proponent of the First Amendment, basically saying you can say whatever you want, even if it's offensive speech, because it's protected. And and, and I may not like to listen to offensive speech, but it's yeah. it's a guaranteed right in this country. It's it's a right that you didn't have in the country you came from. Correct. Well, it, we we were a democratic country, but it was a very it was a very government centered democratic country. So we do have freedom of speech, maybe not to the level that it's in the U.S., but but um, you know it was it was democratic. It, it, it was still it, it it was still a government run by the people, unlike some other governments. So I, I, you know, it, it was not that much of a change, but it was definitely a lot more open here than it would have been in certain parts of India. So you get to the United States, you're working on that MBA. I know you got good grades because that's what you've been conditioned to do. What what kind of career did you step into? So I got into management consulting in 2004, um, right out of business school. Um, it was a career that I that fit my background. I came from an engineering background. I had done some IT work. There was a management consulting position that helped um, companies do large IT projects. So it kind of fit where I came from. Um, it was a good company, had a decent amount of pay. It was a traveling job, but I was single. So I was signed up for it at that time. Um, and it was, you know, it was enjoyable, to be honest, for the first many years. And as a management consultant, I mean, your primary responsibility is to be a problem solver, correct? Yeah, a problem solver and bring expertise that the client doesn't have. So I had a I had a background in telecom and uh, project management, and sometimes clients may not have good amount of that skill set or background, and that's what I brought in. Um, and that was really was what I was trying to do was you know help clients who are either they don't have the talent or they don't have the time to do big 
transformation projects. So how does that transition into real estate? I, I would think that those skill sets just <laughs> blended over really well. <laughs> Not at all. It is. Not at all. Zero overlap. <laughs> um i you know it was um uh you know if you fast forward about 12 years since i started my career in the u.s um i just kind of felt i was stuck and you kind of summarized it at the beginning which is the stock market was based on economy or what people thought should be the economy is the economy um what the which party was in power or whether we, it was election year, it was, you know, or somebody sneezed wrong. <laughs> I don't know. It was, yeah, you're, you're it was, feeling life in America. When we come back from the break, we're going to get into the real estate. Stick around. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. What does Del Wamsley, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, think you need to succeed in this market? It's time to buy, and so you better get prepared. You better get educated. You better get your money right. You need to get involved because you're going to need the financing. You're going to need the vendors that we have available to us. You're just going to need the interaction with people. You need to immerse yourself into real estate. Start your real estate immersion with a free workshop live online at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the second half of the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. My name is Al Gordon. I am joined by Gorov, and together we are working on your financial freedom. So, Gorov, I've got to ask this question of you. I, I know you own an MBA. You've, you've earned it. It's, it's in your pocket. You're good to go. But when you became a member of Lifestyles Unlimited, we put you through a 16-hour education course. And then when you decided to become a member of the Preferred Investor Group, uh, we also put you through some additional multifamily education. And then when you raised your hand and you said, I want to be a lead investor, we put you through even more intensive education on how to be a successful lead investor. What was that education like in comparison to getting that MBA? I think it's pretty much getting a second MBA is what I would say, because it is uh, with, with a small difference. Um, uh, it includes practical experience right? The real estate side, because you can sit and listen or attend a class um, at Lifestyles. You can learn how people are doing it. But what was the big difference for me was during the road trips, during the um, case study, during the annual conferences, you get to go out, you get to see other properties, you got to talk to other people who are doing it. Um, um, so it's a more practical experience than just sitting and listening or interacting with people in a, in a classroom type setting. So for me, it was a big change. It was getting another degree, um, getting another master's. I think that's pretty cool. Did, did it take you the full year or two years that your master's program required? To be, to be in real estate? No. Uh, real estate was, because um, I was, you know, with, with real estate, I was... Uh, you know, I, was, I still had my job, so I wasn't doing it full-time. But what I did was I spent enough time uh, sitting through courses on the weekends, going to meetings on Fridays, 
that it gave me the experience over a two-year period. It didn't take me as much time, but it did take me as much, you know, days to feel comfortable enough to say, I can go and do this myself. So so basically, we gave you the roadmap. We, we told you to follow the roadmap. You took on the roadmap when it was convenient for you and appropriate for you. You did it on your own time. You got it completed. And, and here's the beautiful thing. You not only maintained a full-time job, you built a portfolio of, I'm looking at five different apartment communities in that portfolio. And, and you did, what, four of those while you were still working full-time? No, I did about uh, three, I think, maybe, yeah, three, or it was just after the third one is when I left. Oh, okay, um, that's that's when you were done working, right? Yes, yes. So, yeah, I was I was pretty much done working in 20, early 2021. I was just helping a few hours as part-time because it was a big project that ended and they wanted some support. But by that time, in early 2021, I was already focused full-time in real estate. Um, so yeah, the fourth one, when I bought it, I was already full time in real estate. So I think that's, that's pretty amazing because we, we tell people that if, if you, you become a member of lifestyles unlimited and you do what we teach you to do, you can get yourself retired in five years or less. And, and you're a prime example of that. I mean, you became a member in 2016 in 2021, five years later, you realized you were real estate retired. Now, now tell us. What did that feel like when, when you finally realized you crossed that threshold that the, the investments you were making were exceeding the income that you needed to support your household? What was that like? Um, it was a feeling of, uh, we talk about financial freedom, so definitely freedom, but also about a sense of relief where I was not committed to doing something or, or finding a project or worrying about a job or or worrying about what my manager thought about me, uh, and now I was on my own. But at the same time, it was a big change. I had been working in a work setting for so long with colleagues and you know things to do, and being in front of the laptop or traveling. That was a big difference from that to say, I got to make my schedule. I got to plan what's right for what days I want to go to the property, what days I want to read something, learn something, what days I want to contribute. So that was a huge change for me, but it was a, it was a sense of relief, a sense of um, pressure uh, or decompression, if anything, um, when I was able to make the decision and move to real estate full-time. So how, how many hours a week are you putting into your real estate? I mean, you've, you've got five multifamily apartment communities that you own and operate. That, that seems to me like that's, that's a lot on your plate. What are you working, like 80 hours a week? Well, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a full-time gig. Um, it, it changes. Hours change every day. Um, that's the cool thing about doing this is I can make my hours. I don't visit. I mean, I don't have to visit the property on a certain day. I visit when I'm needed to be there, right? Um, so that's the cool thing about it is I can actually adjust my schedule based on the needs of the property. Um, uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an absolute full time gig, and yes, there have been some eighty hour weeks, but it's not constant. That it's it's uh, you know it, it depends, right? If you're trying to close a deal or sell a deal, or if you're trying to do something that's urgent and timely that needs to get done, it can get pretty intense. But but there's a but there are days in which I can move things around and spend time with the family as well. Yeah, I think the big takeaway is that e even though you're, you're working diligently on your investments, 
everything that you're doing is to further those investments. You control 100% of the time. You're in control of the whole thing. If if it's an 80-hour week, it's not like you're sitting in a cubicle for 80 hours, correct? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. So that, yeah. that's the point I wanted to make is is you put as much into this as you choose to. If, if you happen to have an 80-hour week, so be it. But again, you're in control of that week. You're, you're really, you know, in, in Al's mind— you're not actually working the full 80 hours. In Al's mind, it's just an 80-hour window that you have yeah. available to you. And plus, it's my choice. I didn't have to buy five properties. Well, that's four because I sold one. Soon it'll be two once I sell the other two that we're in contract to. It is a choice I made to do what I did. Now, the choice I'm making going forward is doing less of buying and holding properties and doing more passive or doing this. That choice was never available to me. Interesting. So you've 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 changed the trajectory of what you're trying to do. You're you're actually kind of weaning off the hours now, aren't you? Well, I, I, I I'm spending as much time because I still have four properties, but at the same time, I am going into a different stage in my life where, you know, I've achieved the financial freedom. I don't have aspirations where, you know, like Dell asks, how much money is enough, right? Well, I've come to a point where I think I'm okay right now. And I want to really focus on what I really want to do. And uh, buying more properties is not what I want to do um, uh, going forward, not as much at least. I really want to do more passive. I really want to um, do something on my own and more community-related. So I want to um, spend more time in the community, spend more time with the family. Um, That's the whole thing about lifestyles, right? It's not about how much money you can accumulate until you die, right? It's more about how much money you need to have the lifestyle you want. And it sounds like you're achieving the lifestyle you want, so now it's just a matter of fine-tuning the real estate so that the real estate accommodates your lifestyle. Exactly. And that's, again, everything is a choice in real estate, and that's the best part. Yes, I bought a lot of properties, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of finding that it was great. It was exciting. It was exhilarating. Now I want to move on to the next step in my life, which is, how do I have a balance, right? Where I can right. spend time with the family, be involved in the community, and also do real estate on the side, and you know, maybe more passive than a, than a lead. So, Gorov, when when you made the decision to become a lead investor and you got your sights set on a particular marketplace, what marketplace did you choose and why? Well, I wanted to make sure it's in Dallas, Fort Worth. It is within short distance from my from where I live, so I can be there. Um, as frequently as I wanted to. What was it about that particular asset that made you say, this is the one I have to buy? So there was multiple things. One was the size. It was the right size we wanted to invest in. We didn't want to go too big. Uh, number two is it was being sold by a Lifestyles uh, owner. Or the previous owner was a Lifestyles member. He was trying to give the property to another first-time lead because he was giving back. That helped us because we got a property without having to go through a bidding war. Um, and we like the fact that we had all the inside knowledge. We like the fact it was operated by a lifestyles owner. You know, again, the previous ownership had a, a, a short-term bank loan. They were selling it because they had already increased the value significantly. They were buying bigger properties. Um, so for them, they were not selling because it was a distressed property necessarily or something that was wrong with it. They were selling because they had reached a end of a life cycle for them and they wanted to move on to something different or bigger. 
this property has gone through its own life cycle, has it not? Yeah, so we, we've owned it for about four or five years. We have done the improvements. We have pushed the rents. And now we are in the process of selling it. Um, we are in contract to sell that property. Who makes that decision as to when it's time to sell? So um, typically it's in our business plan. So we have a business plan which, barring any big um, issues, we tend to follow. So it's our, business, our business plan said we'll refi or sell in years four or five. So we are in the fifth year. Um, the second part about it is, um, uh, you know, uh, what are the market conditions? What price can we get, right? And the third and most important is we have to go to our investors and have them agree to our assessment. So there's a voting that happens. There is a percentage that we have to get yeses before we can actually go sell the property. So we can collect the information, but the investors have a voice to decide if they think it's the right time to sell. So you've got another property that that you also bought that's also achieved its life cycle based on your business plan, and you're selling that one. Is that for the same reason? Um, Sort of. So we bought the property uh, across the street um, from this one uh, with the idea of packaging it together and selling it as a larger portfolio uh, because that tends to attract uh, uh, buyers um, with bigger budgets. And also, we could reduce the operational costs of operating two different offices. So we spent about a year to two years after we bought the property doing all that integration work. And now we have both the properties integrated, ready. We've done the work that we had to do. We're selling this property. It makes sense to sell this property together with it. Um, so it, it kind of made sense. So for that property, we had a plan of doing a refi or sell in year three. So we are in year three of that life cycle, too. Um, so when we went to the investors, they were open to selling it as together. It made sense. Um, and that's how we decided to move forward. So everybody's about ready to make some money. And when that money comes back to them, what should they do with that money? They should invest. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Shouldn't they buy like boats and jet skis with the proceeds? <laughs> I mean, after all, they got to get a win out of this thing, right? Well, they can definitely enjoy with it, but in my mind, uh, next this year, uh, next year, maybe the year after, are going to be big opportunities to invest. Right? That was one of the other reasons why we want to sell the property because you want to give your investors an opportunity to invest when things are good. Right? So right now, um, because of the interest rates and general. Um, life cycle of the real estate industry, we have a golden opportunity to invest in properties at a price that we've not had for many years. So uh, it's an opportunity to invest. So yes, you can have a fund, but remember there's, we don't get these opportunities a lot. We had it 15 years ago, the last time it came back. So, you know, we have to, you know, you have to take that into account. Yeah, I think that's that's very wise advice. Um, you know, it's like John Price says, who's a member of Lifestyles Unlimited, one of our super passive mm-hmm. guys. You know, don't eat your seed corn, right? Because if you eat your seed mm-hmm. corn, you got nothing to plant in the spring. But if you right. plant your seed corn in the spring, it will flourish. You'll get the benefits of that. And then you still don't eat the seed corn because now you're reinvesting even more. And that's that's kind of been the the path that you've been following, is it not? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, you you definitely you definitely want to take the opportunities to invest when it's there. Um, and then you like like you know, and I appreciate John a lot. I know him. He's an investor in our property too. So I'm a, I'm a huge fan of John and and what he's saying makes a lot of sense. You 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 definitely um, you know don't want to uh, you know you want to enjoy because you know you know you need to have a lifestyle too. But at the same time, when there's an opportunity to invest, you've got to do that. Yeah, I agree 100%. You know what? Here's here's the takeaway that I have, Gaurav, and I, I'm just going to share it with you because I'm just impressed with what you've accomplished. Here's somebody that did everything he was told to do, realized it was going to take him into a place that he didn't want to go to. He decided to change his game plan. He decided to pursue the American dream. He came to America. He got a degree. He did everything he's supposed to do, found Lifestyles Unlimited, changed his plan, and now he is enjoying the fruits of the American dream. If you want to do what Gorov is doing, if you want to do what I'm doing, go to lifestylesunlimited.com, sign up for a free workshop, and let's get you going. Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.